You really helped me there. I don't. Don't what? Help. I don't help. You don't help? No. And neither do you. Welcome to Fear Me. I'm Kim. Stuart. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 125, and we don't have Scott again. No, Scott could not join us. He had something else get in the way, unfortunately, but we wanted to try and get the podcast recorded as soon as possible and get our thoughts out there. Yeah, because we know you guys are chomping at the bit to hear us. Of course. <laughs> All right, so what are we drinking tonight? Uh, something you picked up, Sierra Nevada, which actually has its brewery uh, up in North Carolina, up near Asheville. This is the Sierra Nevada 2018 Oktoberfest. It is time for Oktoberfest. Yay! <laughs> I think it's a pretty good one. It is good. It's good. It's light. It's actually not, uh, I mean, a lot of the beers that we normally drink are way overpowering with flavor. So this one's not too much, but it is good. It's a little too sweet on yeah. the front end, okay. don't you think? But, yeah, I mean, it's good. I could drink a lot of those. It's not like pumpkin. Uh, yeah, I thought it was going to have more of a Hefeweizen kind of flavor like we had from last week. Mm-hmm. So we are here to cover Fear of the Walking Dead Season 4, Episode 14, Mile Marker 54. What did you think? So Mile Marker 54 is where, where? they're supposed to be meeting Alicia? Where they met Alicia, or was supposed to be meeting Alicia, and where the truck blew up. Okay, so that was where the showdown happens with Martha. Yes. Uh, what did I think? Um, I think the first part of the episode, it kind of took over my whole feeling for the rest of the episode, unfortunately. Was that bad? Yeah, it, was kinda, it wasn't that great. Oh, you know what, actually, since Scott's not here, let me, let me start out with a Scott comment. <laughs> okay. So Alicia starts out the episode and says, I need something to be good. And this episode was not. <laughs> I, 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 there were redeeming qualities to the episode. I thought I did think that overall the episode was pretty good. I the the stuff with Martha, unfortunately, I had thought was uh, going to be real promising character, and I felt like I just wasn't buying her and her backstory. And you know, they it was, you know, I was happy to see that they were showing some backstory. I was actually really happy to see that Polar Bear wasn't the only person out there mm -hmm. um, leaving stuff for people, that this was kind of an organized thing, even though it seems like he might have been the, the mastermind behind a lot of that. But the whole thing about Martha, and I don't want to get way too into it right now, but I, I did not buy that why she wanted to bring the entire thing down. It didn't make any sense to me. Why did she have to hunt those people down of all things? I didn't get it. And are those and if if the other part of it is if those are the only people out there they're putting supplies out and it just happens to be Martha out there killing them all, who are they helping? Well, and why did they not <laughs> tell each other that something was going on? Like somebody doesn't report in. Well, they're not reporting in cuz they're dying off, but yes, yeah, yeah, right. They're yeah, they don't report in, so they got Something's gotta, up. Yeah, they got to think, well, why are all these people disappearing? 
Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually they're going to find somebody's body because she uses one to attack the other, right? Yes. So. Right. You know. Okay, so you didn't like it. I, I, I can't say I didn't like the episode. It was okay. It just, it wasn't, I don't think it was one of the better ones of the season. Let me put it that way. Yeah, um, and and I think really the the Martha premise, the poor premise of Martha to me seemed to kind of sour the episode a yeah. little bit. So uh, I think you know uh, the stuff with the hospital was fine, though I felt like you know it was kind of rehash of stuff that we've seen before. Um, I, I I wasn't really totally buying that Martha is so much like Morgan. Morgan is his crazy town seemed much more believable than what was going on with Martha. And I don't, I can't really put my finger on why that is. It just, it just worked better. Well, I think the reason, and I'll just go in and say, I have very mixed feelings about this episode, but I think that the reason that it's harder to believe with Martha is because we're not seeing the entire story. With him, with Morgan, we saw him from almost day one and we saw him talk to Rick he had his child with him at that point. He explained to Rick how his wife had died in the house, and there she is out in the street, and he can't bring herself, bring himself to kill her, that sort of thing. And we've seen this progression of him going downhill. Mm-hmm. With her, the timeline was so skewed on this episode that it seemed like, first of all, it seemed like the death of her husband happened fairly early on in the apocalypse, right? So we see these cars racing past, which means they're trying to get away from something and they are not quite sure what's going on, and which is why they're racing mm-hmm. to get away. And there's three of them, so they're all racing from something. And then, but she knows how to handle herself nonetheless. And we see a fresh walker come out of the woods. She knows how to handle herself. She kills it. But then very quickly... She starts to mourn her husband, and all of a sudden, boom, she's starting to kill people. So I think they skipped, like, maybe even a couple of years between... It had to be a long time. ...what totally. happened with her and her husband to when we encounter her now. Yeah, and I agree with that. They would have to because, I mean, you got to think about it at this point when the whole world goes to shit... Um, you know, we've we've dealt with Morgan and all the people of The Walking Dead for this entire time before Morgan even gets out here. Mm-hmm. So, how many years are we talking there? Like four, nine? Was it nine? Was it really nine years? Well, okay, nine seasons. Of oh the yeah, Walking yeah, okay, Dead. yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, okay. like four, so year, four or five years, I guess. I mean, that's just for The Walking Dead. Yeah, I guess, but. So we're to believe that she's been doing this same thing for all this time. That, yeah, that's what I don't believe. Because if she's killing the people that are helping, the tr- like the truckers, the trucker guys. There must have been thousands. That's what I was going to say. There's not that many of them. <laughs> so was... surely somebody would have noticed by yeah. now and had like created a posse to go and get this woman. So, yeah, we're just missing a huge chunk of time between when she started killing people and what happened with her husband. So I, I just, um, I mean, I guess... I guess the idea is that she feels guilt over not being able to help her husband mm-hmm. um, in any way. I guess she's taking it out on the people that did not help. But here she's going around killing people that are, are helping. 
well, are trying to help. And that's where I'm just like, I'm not finding the connection there. It's like... Because she asked for help from those cars that raced by and nobody stopped to help her. Mm-hmm. So she's lost faith in humanity, basically. Yeah, so she's going around killing people that are, are helping people. Because... Like, now I go around killing people that aren't helping not people. helping her, they made her strong enough to be able to, one, kill the walker, two, kill her husband when he became a walker... And be able to bury him and mourn him, and then three to carry on. So if, if, she, if somebody had if somebody had come and helped her, she would have been reliant on them, like she probably was reliant on her husband in real life, in her uh, former life. Yeah, but I just don't buy that. I don't understand how if if she goes around and kills everyone, how that's helping anybody. Well, okay, <laughs> she, you know, I mean, like, so in other words, if people did what she's doing to her, she would not be alive. So She's saying <laughs> yeah. you have to, you're only strong if you can fend for yourself. If somebody is giving you a handout, yeah. you're not strong enough to take care of yourself. And she, you're constantly dependent on somebody. And especially with these truckers, they're putting these boxes every what, ten miles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so every 10 miles, a person could just walk down that road and get another bottle of water or another piece of clothing that they might need or whatever that's in those boxes. They don't have to do anything for themselves. Okay. And they might become um, complacent and also kind of naive to what the real world is like. I mean, look at Jimbo. Jim can't... Well, this episode is the first time we ever see him kill anything, and it's a, we are to understand it is the first time he's ever killed anything. And he still got bit. Mm-hmm. He still couldn't take care of himself because he's been, you know, by himself, locked up, away from the walkers for all these well, years. Well, okay, so I, I guess I, I understood Morgan's craziness a little bit more, and I don't want to belabor the point, but because he was just killing everything because everything was going to turn into this evilness, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas she's doing it based, based on some idea that it's, somehow going to train people to be better, even though she's killing everybody anyways. Mm-hmm. So that's where I, that's where I'm like, I think there's a little disconnect there. Whereas like Morgan, he was just going to kill everybody because whether you're alive or you're the dead, you're dangerous and you're a walker and he's just clearing. He's clearing right. everybody out of, the, out of there. Well, I think for her, she's hoping that by killing these people that are helping, that she's scaring the other people that are still alive. That are also helping. (laughs) Because they're going to realize eventually, like, oh, Johnny didn't check in today with his truck. And, uh, you know. Yeah. Where is he? And and the fact that no one's catching on. Agreed. Yeah. I don't get get that point. And she's really good at, like, choking him off at the end of the stick. (laughs) I would like to know where she got the stick. Did she make that stick? Or is it actually, like, a dog catcher? Uh, Well, I'm I'm sure it's based on the same sort of thing. Yeah. It's just... Because that just came out of nowhere. It's a good tool, though. Michonne should have had that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but she's, again, again, to my point from one of our last, maybe it wasn't last episode, the, the one before that mm-hmm. podcast, where I said, how is she sneaking up on people with walkers? <laughs> like, how does she keep them quiet until she's, like, right behind them? Yeah, there were a lot of unbelievable parts this episode which is the problem which is why i have mixed feelings like but again that was all at the beginning that was more or less at the beginning um well there were some other parts throughout the episode that were like that but that's why i have mixed feelings because i thought the story of her and her husband was very touching it was yeah, very it was. endearing it was he is a strong man 
They both looked very healthy. And here he is impaled by a guardrail, which that is a whole nother story. Yeah, How does horrible. that even happen? It was happen? horrible. Um, but she looked like a pretty cool woman to hang out with. And she looked interesting. And she goes from being that person, you know, to like she looks like a cool person to garden with, you know? <laughs> okay. Do some yoga or something. All right. Good. Kind of a natural person. Yeah. And um, she goes from that to being this like crazed maniac who goes around killing everybody. But I thought the storyline with her husband was very nice and very touching. And the idea of these three cars that are racing past her, I felt like that was realistic. Like if somebody... Oh, yeah. I agree with that. I flagged agree. me down when yeah. I was trying to race away, I probably would... I don't know. Well, I'm not going to say that. I don't... I would hope I would stop, but I don't know. <laughs> I would be scared to stop. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't you don't know what they just passed. You don't, obviously that she wrecked because because she was driving, mm-hmm. um, because they were trying to get away from something in the middle of nowhere pretty rapidly. So there might have been something really bad that all those people were trying to get just passed. Right when she hit that guardrail somehow, I'm not sure how the guardrail got up in there, but it got up in there. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> so, um, so obviously there's something that they're, they are all trying to get away from rather quickly. And, um, yeah, you don't know what you're going to do in that situation. I mean, if, if, yeah, if, if you see something completely horrid and scary, you might gun it past people that are standing in the middle of the road, mm-hmm. you know, to totally. save your own ass. Cause you're like, you don't know what is right behind you. Exactly. Um, you kind of hope that you wouldn't be like that way, but. I, the, the the switch from her, like, you know, not wanting to leave her husband to, to the point that she's, like, laying on the ground by her, his grave to wanting to go kill people that are helping people still just, it's just the, the weird one for me. But um, that's that's what happens. And then we find her hunting down everybody in the MRAP. Isn't the what? what? Isn't that what the, the vehicle was called? The big... Oh, oh, Al's vehicle. Yeah. What was that called? Is that MRAP? What does that, that even something mean? Something like that. Yeah, it's like the big, uh, the, what, I don't even know. Like a SWAT vehicle. Yeah, it's like a large SWAT vehicle, right? That's what I would call it. <laughs> okay, so I still have a question, though, about Polar Bear. Oh, so okay. If, so now we know, obviously, that she's not related to Polar Bear. Well, not his ex-wife, at least. Yeah. Well, she could... Be his well, she learns about Polar Bear from the people that she's killing. So, obviously, she's, like, interrogating the people before she kills somehow with these zombies. Okay. I'll take or that. Or whatever she calls them. Right. I don't so, know what she calls them. Um, is Polar... Friends. Was she Polar... might call them friends. <laughs> was Polar Bear actually <laughs> talking about her then when he said, there uh, is one person who... Possibly. Yeah. Wants to find me, but I don't want her to find me. Yeah. So, maybe he does know about her. I, yeah, I mean, I would guess so. Or he did. He's dead now. <laughs> Which, again, would, uh, that was one thing I don't think we mentioned in the last podcast either was, did Lucy bury him in a big pile of bricks? Yeah. Remember we talked about that, how she put the bottle of beer? Yeah, I, saw, I remember the bottle of beer. I just I was trying to figure out why she piled him in a huge thing of bricks. Well, we don't we don't get to actually see the grave. We just see that there's a pile of bricks at the front of the grave where she put the okay so that was more maybe more of a shrine to him yeah okay all right anyways so he's dead he's gone okay gone gone Mm -hmm. okay but 
Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Doesn't one of them, Polar Bear or Martha, I cannot remember, say that she stole his truck when he wasn't looking, right? Uh, she she stole Polar Bear's Polar truck. Bear's truck. Yeah, I thought that's what had happened. And my question is, if that's what had happened, why didn't she kill him? Why did she let him go? So that's why I'm questioning my memory. Well, I don't. I mean, I think. I mean, Wendell and and. Uh, oh, they stole the. They truck. stole the truck. They stole Wendell the truck. stole the truck. When Purvis wasn't looking, but Purvis was actually dead. She had was it taken, Purvis? I thought yes. he. Oh, 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 oh! Is that where all the confusion is Maybe. with Purvis? Or gosh, now I got to go back and look. Maybe it was Polar Bear. Because we originally thought Purvis was Polar Bear. We originally thought Purvis was the guy that was doing all right, this. Right, right, was, right. Is it maybe that they stole Purvis's truck? They stole Polar Bear's truck. Oh, they did. Okay, whatever. I think that's what happened. Well, they were all Polar Bear's truck. That's how Polar Bear <laughs> ended up in the car. Mm, okay, okay, this is all starting to come together now. And thought he could just run over a light pole. <laughs> So Wendell and Sarah <laughs> stole Polar Bear's truck when he wasn't looking. Yes. That's why he's still alive yes. back then. Got in the car, was running from the storm, and hit the... Okay, got it. And they, that I'm was, all over it. Yeah, that's what I was talking about before um, in the last podcast is like how, um, <laughs> how they kept justifying the fact that they stole the truck from the guy. Even though they seemed like okay people, and they were they they didn't want to be doing what Morgan was asking them to do and putting out boxes, boxes. but they were still doing it. Yeah. And they're like, we stole the truck from this from Polar Bear from that guy, and they they kept saying, oh, his name's Polar Bear, he's Polar Bear, mm-hmm. um, because we knew that uh, he could fend for himself. Yeah. So they didn't feel bad about it, and they didn't feel like they had to get out of the area either. Right. 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 So I don't know. I, it, it's. I'm wondering if they somehow were part of the um, the whole thing beforehand, because they would have had to know him, I think, pretty well. That's a good question. They knew his name. I mean, yeah. I mean, they said he they got one of his books, right? One of his yeah, notebooks. yeah. So I mean, they had all the information from that. And obvious, and the obvious thing is there's uh, there's there's stuff in those books that we don't even know about yet, which is actually kind of exciting. Well, the thing about that, though, is, like, if I am journaling, I'm not writing my name in my journal. So oh, how did they know that his name was Polar Bear? I don't know. That, I mean, these are just the questions I'm asking. I mean, like, these are nitpicky things, but I'm just wondering, like, I'm trying to figure out the timeline and the sequence of events. Probably doesn't matter, but, you know, that's that's the stuff that makes me curious. Okay. I will say that we do know that we are in Texas. I don't want to state that. Yes, and we end up in Austin. Yes. Where the capital is. So, um, Martha opens the door to the SWAT vehicle. Mm. And they're, like, all outside. Well, actually, it was Al went up there, and they were like, don't go near her, don't go near her. And I was like, why aren't you going after her? It's the one woman in the SWAT vehicle. Like, why don't you go start trying doors? Yeah. And see if he can get in there and take her out. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, Wendell shoots her with buckshot, which is, like, the stupidest wound I've ever seen. Well, I'm not sure if it was the buckshot or the birdshot, which we had somebody that actually wrote stuff in. Because he said he has two bucks and two birdies. One buck and two birdies or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then after he shot her, which from that distance, either of them would not have been that small of a mark on her. 
Right, because he was really far away from her. Yes, he was. And if you shoot, if you shooting shot of any kind, buckshot or birdshot, it's going to spread all over the place. Right. There's no way it just hit her right in the shoulder. And she didn't seem too damaged by it either. No, which would probably be like birdshot if it was just like a few pe- pebbles or you know pellets mm-hmm. hit her. Uh, but anyways, it's it, it, that was a weird that was a weird one, and the fact that they didn't shoot her again. Well, right. <laughs> I mean. They let her get to the point where she was able to close the door, and nobody's running after her. Nobody does anything to make her stop at all. Well, and the whole time, there's gasoline dripping from the truck, and nobody's trying to even get away from the truck. She has a gun. <laughs> yeah, but so do they. <laughs> and there's like five or six of them spread over a large area. So, um, yeah, that was frustrating to me that no one went after her. Somebody could have snuck around, like June, could have snuck around the front of the truck, the SWAT vehicle, gotten in the front seat, and boom. Well, who, who was she aiming at? Who was she keeping at bay at that point with her gun? I don't was know. She, it looked like, like all she, of them. Was she, like, keeping Morgan from coming? Like, what the fuck, Morgan? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. He needed to, like, throw his stick at her. The other thing I didn't believe is that... <laughs> There were some very unbelievable things in this episode. When the truck finally does explode, Wendell's like right next to it and nothing happens to him. Oh, nothing at all. He probably got away pretty quickly. How? I'm gonna give him He's the on the ground. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. He doesn't even have his chair. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm not saying anything negative towards... The The thing that, that sucked for Wendell is that his chair got destroyed by the gunfire totally. that was totally probably the destroyed. only thing that got killed by that SWAT vehicle <laughs> was his chair <laughs> and I, <laughs> I thought it was awesome when yeah when Sarah um <laughs> says oh oh he's got this mm-hmm. and then he gets the pulley out and he's like lowering himself down and he's like oh damn mm-hmm. his chair <laughs> so I mean it was more proof that she's like completely confident that oh Wendell can take care of it oh, he he's, totally he's fine but then his chair is completely trashed which sucked. But he still is awesome. He is. Like, he still has it all under control. He knows what he's doing. You can't get away very fast, but no. you can kill some people. Yeah. Or things. And they made Jimbo drag him. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so that's the other thing. We have uh, a zombie horde that is descending upon the the group yeah. at the truck. Right before it explodes. Or is it after the Which explosion? would obviously be another motivator to, I don't know, maybe try and get the crazy woman. Yeah, who is... get the big truck that's actually <laughs> still working. <laughs> the only truck, the only vehicle that's running at this point. Mm-hmm. And no one's going after it. Morgan, I guess, saves the day again, and maybe June, and uh, Al, and gets them out of that situation. It's just so unbelievable. Because there's a lot of them coming. And they have to get Wendell out of there before they can really truly make an escape. But I mean again, it's like the the Pepe Le Pew thing, you know, it's like he moves so slow. Mm-hmm. And if people don't know Pepe Le Pew, sorry, I'm dating myself there. I'm pretty sure everybody knows. Who okay, Pepe Le Pew okay. Is. Yeah, Looney Tunes cartoon. Somehow he's super slow, mm-hmm. always shows up. Mm-hmm. That's that's the zombies. They're always, you know, you you can run and run and run and they always show up right there. Yeah. But they're slow. So you can walk away from them without much of an issue. They're not going to run at you. Yeah, but you know that one who um, came out of the bushes at Martha when she was with her husband? He was pretty fast. Did you notice how fast he was? Now, he was also fresh. Yeah. So I guess that makes a difference a little bit. But 
He was pretty fast, and he almost looked like he was running, including the guys that were, was it last episode or whatever, when um, just John was at the creek trying to cross the, the river there? Those guys were walking pretty fast. And the ones that turned right around when yes. the horn went off? Yes. <laughs> yes, they're like, oop, nope. If you didn't notice that, I think that's awesome. Like, right when the horn turns off when they're across the river, it's like all the walkers turn around and walk away. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, whatever. I'm not Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> We're gonna go Nothing else, else, like, got my attention, but I am going to turn around and do a 180 here and go back. Yeah, those two guys out in the middle of the water, <laughs> no big deal. Fresh meat, but we don't care. That or alligator the alligator that's out in the middle of the water. in the water. Don't yeah. worry about that. <laughs> All right, so Mile Marker 54, the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they named it that? Well, why specifically that? Like, is it... Like, is what it, does it represent? Is it relating you? to Area 54? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're not um, in New Mexico. What does it represent? 54? I, I don't know. You know, I actually was thinking about that with this whole time where they'd been doing these drops with all these different mile markers. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about the numerology of it all, like trying to figure out, like, okay. is there some meaning to some of the numbers? And I can't think of anything. I don't think there is. Okay. I was looking for a pat. I know. I was looking for a pattern. I know. I know numbers are very important to you. Because they had the 21 and the 27 and the, you know. Yeah. And then they, you know, they ended up meeting at like 24 and now the 54. Anyways, I don't know. I don't know. Why? Why do you bring it up? (laughs) Because you obviously have an idea behind your question. Well, I just think it represents like hope and helping humanity. Okay. I mean, it's very simple. Okay. It's like the, everybody they showed in the episode has something to do with helping mm-hmm. and with hope. Even the anti-hope, which is Martha. But like Alicia even, like she's trying to just do something good. She says, I, get, I need something. I need something to be good. And she wants to take Charlie to Galveston and show her the beach, even mm-hmm. though she has no clue where she currently is on the map. <clears throat> well, I think I, I argue your word then, because I think it's yeah, it's not necessarily about hope; it's about good. I think the whole episode is about things that are good. But doesn't that give you hope? No, it's just having something that's good. It's you know the, uh, not evil. I think uh, Martha symbolizes you know the evilness of everything. And I think, you know, they're they're looking for something that's, you know, where we're helping people. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that, but I still think it has something to do with hope. No, I don't think so. Whatever, dude. I know you, I, you hope you're right, but I <laughs> think you're wrong. <laughs> Morgan, for example, Morgan's trying to help Martha when he tells her that she's stuck and that she's like he used to be. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. You know, he's trying to help her, like, to understand that and to get out of that. And she's trying to help everybody by making them stronger, by not being reliant on other people to take care of themselves and fend for themselves. Al's trying to help society by preserving everybody's stories and carrying on history, the historical record. Um, You know, John, John just, John's not in this episode, but he just, he's always trying to help people. Strand, hmm, he helped Madison, and that's about it. But um, <laughs> Strand, Strand needs a little bit of positive, yeah, good in his yeah. in him right now because everything's bad. Wendell and Sarah even are trying to help because they're trying to preserve and Jim, I guess, 
preserve the legacy of beer, even, which is not a bad thing. But um, I just think it's the name Mile Marker 54, I think, is a really cool way to symbolize that that not all hope is lost in the world and that there are people out there trying to do good no matter what situation you're in and that sometimes you just have to look a little bit deeper in order to find that good. Well, and and that's what Morgan says to Martha. Right. When he's on the uh, walkie with her, that we're going to help you too. Mm-hmm. We're going to try and help you too. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. even no matter you know what he she's done to them. Right. So... Because he's done really bad things. Yeah. And if people had, if somebody had put him down, like, look at all the things that we would have lost if he had not been in the world. He would have never helped out, um, what's his name? That kid back at the, um, kingdom. Oh, yeah, right. Blondie. You know, yeah, whatever his name is. Um, there's so many things that he would not have been able to... I mean, the kid that died. Yes, but he helped his little brother too. Yeah, that's true. Um, there's so many he things he would him not up to die as well. Shut up. There's so many things he would not have been able to touch if he had not been in this so world. So bring him a Scott. I'm bring oh, him a Scott here. God. Forget it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It's been, well, you know, I mean, well the thing I was thinking about the entire time we were discussing that was Jimbo's comments. That the the reason they were even in the position they were in was because Morgan kept them there mm-hmm. and and brought them back to face this woman, even though they knew this crazy woman was out there. Okay, so, all right, so expand on that. So, Jim. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> but, no. No, Jim blames Morgan for everything. Yeah, yeah he does. And even But when... everybody else, the, the funny thing is everybody else is like, well, shut the hell up, Jimbo, because we're going where Morgan wants to go. They're all following him. Mm-hmm. They all trust, you know, that he, he knows what they need to do, which when they finally get to the hospital, even Morgan's like, well, what the hell do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you trusting me? Yeah, because you can't control certain situations no but, matter who you are. Yeah, but I mean, back, back to the Jim thing, I, you know, I thought I, I actually agreed with his point. It was like, if... <laughs> if it wasn't for Morgan, they wouldn't actually be in that position. So, I mean, you can, yeah, you can put all the stock in the fact that he's trying to help and trying to do all this, and then this crazy woman comes along and screws it all up. It's not his fault. No, it's not at all. But because they're leaving themselves... Vulnerable? Yeah, vulnerable at that position um, by trying to help other people who still... We haven't seen any other people actually touch these boxes. <laughs> um <laughs> Then they are, uh, you know, they're they're well, we leaving themselves Quinn. open for for this for people like this to screw them up. And that's just the one woman that did that to him. I mean, come on, what if they had someone like Negan's group or something else? Seriously, I mean, these people would be all dead mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's you know, it, it, that's kind of the weird thing of the second half of the season is that it's almost kind of felt like, oh well, you know, we can, you know, it's kind of all flowers and happy and. Not, not really, but, I mean, you know, it's like you can really help all these people. And in this situation that they're in, in this world, uh, they're extremely vulnerable in a massive truck on a highway mm-hmm. and getting out every 10 miles and just laying out uh, goods. For one thing, they're showing everybody that they have tons of supplies. Yes, so, that's true. Um, when, <laughs> when you're consistently... 
stopping every 10 miles to be dropping stuff off, people are like Jim and Sarah, or not Jim, Wendell and Sarah figured out, this guy's being good. I'm just going to take his truck. Well, okay, so I was talking to our friend Cash earlier today, and he brought up a very good point that I did not even think about. When they're dropping these boxes, why didn't they prep ahead of time? Why don't they write the stuff on the boxes before they get yeah, out of the so, truck? So they're not so vulnerable out there yeah. on the road? Like, yeah, that's a good point. drop and get out. Don't linger. Waste your time writing on the box and like, oh, look, there's a cool little toy truck in the box. That's really awesome. And here's another bottle of water I'm going to drop in here or a bottle of beer. Who are you imitating right now? It's <laughs> the first girl that Martha killed. Oh, okay. um, like, do that ahead of time. Get your shit together. Yeah. Drop it, go. Yeah. Drop it out of your door even. Yeah, quick and Like, go. don't even get out of the car. Truck. Yep. All, all in all, um, I feel like where these people are, uh, there's a little bit more innocence to the evilness that's out there. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I felt through. And again, I don't know that we've met all that many people we've got, but we've met like, well, we have. We've met Wendell and Sarah, who probably are a little bit more cautious. And then we have Jimbo, who has seems to not have much experience with people or dealing with the walkers at all mm-hmm. which how is that happening and then you got john who seems like a very innocent guy even though he's been good with dealing with the walkers i mean they all seem to be relatively good-hearted people yeah and so this is the first uh evil person we've come around with martha well in a while yeah yeah in a while but it, it otherwise it seems relatively desolate as far as population and most of the population does. Well, you got you got uh, polar bear and all his people are out there trying to help people too. Mm-hmm. So you haven't come across like big groups that are that bad, right? Like Negan's group, right? Or any of the other guys. Which is unfortunately we've been watching, or not unfortunately, Walking Dead's great. Yeah. But we've been watch, watching all that storyline, and you think, oh, well, when's that going to happen? Where's the bad group coming so from? We're tainted from that. Yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> so with the hospital scenes. I just wanted to touch on that a little bit because I actually really liked those scenes. I didn't say I didn't like it. I just it it, it harkened back to stuff we had seen before with The Walking Dead. Like okay, uh, that's exactly why I liked it. Okay, okay, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you did, you really did see that. In in fact, when Martha kills not to the hospital scene, but when Martha kills that first woman, Stevie, mm-hmm. is that who it is? Yeah, that felt very much Walking Dead versus Fear of the Walking Dead. Yes. When with, she's with the image of the stick going through her throat. Well, that and just like her feet, like dragging, like on the ground as uh-huh. she's. Done. I mean, it was just kind of very brutal. Like, I don't know if fear has gotten to that point as much. Fear has always been kind of cheesy. The way that they show, yeah, that walkers was that was like, re- yeah, like that. that was really brutal until this season. Yeah. So, but you know that's all because we've got people from Walking Dead coming over, but yeah. um. But yeah, yeah. So, so to the hospital. Sorry. So I really liked those scenes because it felt so much like season one of The Walking Dead. And we even have the image of the the glass doors with the walkers on the other side trying to get in. Mm-hmm. We've got two people looking at the doors, which is the same image we had with um, um, Andrea and maybe Rick. Was it when Andrea took the necklace for her sister Amy mm-hmm. from the store? And um, was that at the point where you were like, "Why don't you move away from the windows?" 
Yes. Because <laughs> they're looking at the windows and the guy, the walkers are banging on it and Morgan's like, I don't know if this is going to hold. Well, like, fucking get away from the fucking windows. <laughs> if it's not going to hold, why are you standing there watching it? All right, F-bombs, Kim. Too many F-bombs. That's what I do. And then when they, when when Morgan's like, we got to go up, we got to go up to the roof, that's another thing from season one when, um, it might have been uh, T-Dog who said, let's go to the roof or something like that. And then that's when um, Merle oh, gets yep. his hand. Yep, handcuffed. Chopped off. Yep. Uh, when he chops his own hand off, I guess. Um, so yeah, it was just very similar and I really liked the feel of that, the whole thing. Was that when they went back to the hospital and there was like the security guards that were there? They weren't in a hospital. They were in a um, department store. Was that this? Oh, that was the security guard thing? Well, there was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, okay. What I'm talking about is when they, when they went back to the hospital and there was the security people at the hospital. Oh, that was like season four or five yes. when Beth got shot. Yes. That's what it reminded me of. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, not me, not at all. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Because <laughs> I have short-term memory. I don't remember all the way back to season one. <laughs> Nine years ago. Whew. That was when I we burnt, had triplet burnt, babies and yeah. we couldn't remember anything. I burnt those brain cells long ago. <laughs> yeah, so when June says that um, the hospitals normally have generators mm. up on the top floor, I thought that was a really cool way to get them all moving and get them up there. But again, I'm like, you know, when they get up there, what are they going to do? We already know there's walkers everywhere down below. And we've got a guy in a wheelchair. How are we getting him out of this situation? I, I Honestly, I didn't really know what they were trying to do at that point. And that's kind of where Morgan was kind of like, I don't know what to do either. Because they're like, we got in a building. We're kind of safe. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we do now. Well, and then and they then, look outside and it's just like infested. Yeah. And Al locks herself in the room, so we, like, have no idea what's going to happen with her either. I mean, we can assume hopefully that she'll be fine. She'll get out. So are you sad that Jim got bitten? A little bit, yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I could care less. Because he was annoying? He was a little bit I'm, of a, I'm sad annoying. for the crew. I mean, I'm sad they won't have beer anymore. He didn't get to teach them anything. They so. blew up all the beer and the whatever yeah. cake. What was that? I'm sure. I'm, oh, his yeast cake. Yeast cake. And now they don't have a brewer. Yeah. It sucks for them. Yeah, I think uh, Sarah's going to be sad, Very. probably. But yeah, I mean, anytime you lose anybody, who's, I mean, he's, yeah, he was kind of um, antagonist a mm-hmm. bit. Um, but I think he, he made some good arguments at the same time. <laughs> um, so He kept him real. Yeah, in a way. But I mean, he was, yeah, he was, he's, most of his arguments were more of his own laziness mm-hmm. in a way. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it was surprising to see he got bit. I can't, I'm still trying to figure out how he got bit. You said, oh, well, yeah, he had the one walker was kind of doing a reach around. Yeah, because, basically. I mean, when the walker pushed him through the window. <laughs> basically. <laughs> well, uh, uh, the walker pushed him through the window and he fell on top of him. And his head, it was actually very similar <laughs> to how Carl got bit. His head kind of like fell on the side. Uh. Of Jim, I don't know how they bite, and you don't so see anything happen. They get through like three layers of fabric. Well, like that. not only that, but he got bit on the back, so Jim yeah. had to have turned at some point in order for that. To happen. <laughs> Maybe he had an itch. I Maybe mean, it's like he just kind of rolled a little bit. He's like, no, wait, wait. Uh, uh, yeah, he got it. I mean, yeah, the trajectory <laughs> of all that doesn't really make sense, but it happened. Whatever it happened, <laughs> so you just got to roll with it, yeah. which Jim did. 
Um, but I'm not that upset that we're losing Jim. So yeah, I think our group was getting a little bit too big, anyways. So I think it would have been sadder to see Lucy get bit. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> so the final is when we see um, Charlie and Alicia walk in. And they're trying to find a car, and they uh, Charlie hears water, and immediately, what does your mind think? Oh, she's found John and Strand. Like, that was a little bit uh, anticlimactic, I think. And especially when she finds his hat floating in the water. First thing I was thinking, hopefully, is she would get eaten by that alligator and come <laughs> out of the water. With Charlie? Just, yeah. You don't like Charlie that much. She's a little bit annoying. She's starting to grow on me, but she's annoying. I was hoping he would come out of the water, lunge at her, and just drag her under. And that could still happen next week. I, but <laughs> I don't have anything. Like I, I mean, I don't have anything against Charlie now. She's You're a sap. What? <laughs> she's she's earned her stripes a little bit more, and I think Alicia's forgiven her. And I mean, Alicia's the whole thing in this episode is that she wants to take her down to Galveston now. I know because she wants to do something good for her. Right. Which so, is great. Yeah. Fantastic. It's, I mean, it's the exact same uh, line that Lucy's using with Polar Bear. Right. She wants to do something good for somebody. Yeah. Even though that somebody killed her brother. <laughs> <laughs> but she still wants to do something good for her. Well, so, she's the only person she has around her right yeah, now. Yeah, she so has nothing. She doesn't really have much no, of a choice. No. And doing good for others makes you feel good about yourself. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they got really excited when they saw whatever was on the other side of that river. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how they get John and Strand out of that situation. Well, it's probably John and Strand just, like, sitting back in, like, lawn chairs. Drinking a beer. Yeah. Sharing whatever bottle Strand found in the car. I'm guessing Strand has an umbrella in his drink. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I think we have talked about everything, so we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Okay, we are back, and we're going to do our hits and misses, plural. Mm-hmm. Oh, just kidding. misses? You have many misses? No, just kidding. I only okay. have one this time. So you go first. What's your hit? Um, my hit was Al actually going for the truck when everybody was like, what the hell? Why are you, why are you going for the truck? <laughs> she it was, wanted that truck. She wanted the truck, and I believed that, you know, of all the people, of course, she's going to be the one going for it. But they had to. They mm-hmm. had to go after her. It was, I mean, they obviously, uh, Martha had nothing else that she could do to them. Because mm-hmm. she drove past them a second time and didn't do anything. So why can't you check out the situation? Why are they all hanging back? Yeah. Um, this is the, the one threat that's coming at you right now. And it has to be, happens to be one woman in a massive truck. So if anything, everybody go to each of the doors and, and try them and... and Try to distract them. I mean, it's your only your only shot at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the fact that Al went for him, 
I, I thought the the fact that Martha was able to come out of the back of the truck and, and you know hold them all at bay <laughs> was ridiculous. But <laughs> that's what happens. And that's not my miss. Okay. That's just just part of it. Okay. Just part, okay. No worries. Um. So my hit is the ingenuity that they showed. When it came to getting Wendell out of that situation on the road after the um, truck blew up and his um, chair was destroyed. First of all, I love the fact that they're showing that the actor is truly in a chair. And we're getting to see the real the realities of what it would be like to be um, differently abled in a situation like and, this. And completely immobilized. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would be shitting bullets, and he's, like, super chill. He's got this down. He's cool and collected. <laughs> I mean, you got to imagine. You've been dealing with it your entire life. I mean, what True. else are you going to do? I mean, he's probably had to overcome, like, the bathroom situation. When you got to poop, you got to poop. And if somebody's in the bathroom, like Morgan was, and you can't get in there, what the hell are you supposed to do? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure he's had to <laughs> overcome some other things, but um, the... <laughs> Not sure why you went to the poop thing right away, but uh, that's just what I think about sometimes. But um, <laughs> no, I'm just saying that the okay. the the pseudo chair that they created for him to get out. Yeah, when they're dragging him along, yeah, on yeah, the I pallet. Mean, it sucked for everybody else, especially yeah. Jim, because he had to put that thing around his waist. But I thought it was the awesome thing to me was that they were having this whole discussion, and no one was bitching about the fact that they're having to drag him. Right, Jim was carrying, and then. Um, I think like you said, and, and yeah, Sarah actually was hit. She was injured. Her arm was injured, but she was still putting the harness yes. on to drag him as well. Yeah. And they just kind of kept the conversation going as, as she was putting the harness on and getting ready to drag him again too. So, and then three of them got in there and when they saw the hospital symbol and they all were just started dragging away. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's uh, like, I mean, what are you going to do? You're not going to like not do it. <laughs> It was just, it was really cool that they found whatever they found to drag him on, and they had a it's chair. Like a piece like, of plywood. Yeah, it was, it was, that was just really cool to see. And now that you're, now that we're talking, I actually do have another one. Another hit? Yes. Oh. All right. So, talking about Sarah and Wendell and their relationship and how she just, she's wounded, but she still managed to um, do her part and drag him to the hospital. The story that she and he told about the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. I thought was very, very awesome. So wait, was he in the Marines? He wanted to be in the Marines. She oh, was in the Marines. Right, but right. they rejected him because obviously he's in the chair. So that's why she didn't fulfill her duties as she Right, said. so okay. she quit. So I cannot wait to hear more of their story. I hope that the two of them, neither one of them dies anytime soon because I want to hear way more about their background. Again, if Scott was here, he's going to say they're going to die next episode. So Yeah, I know. But um, they are very entertaining. They the are super entertaining and they're just so interesting. So I really love that story of the Marine Corps and of her dedication and commitment to Wendell. Mm-hmm. And he truly appreciates it. You can tell the way he looks at her. And um, I'm still wondering about the whole brother-sister thing. Like what? Well, yeah. Like, that's why I want to hear the backstory a little bit more. Like, is it literal brother and sister? Which is, would be fine, too. But, mm-hmm. or is it, is it they just, are that close growing up? Or who knows? Mm-hmm. All right, what's your miss? 
<sighs> I wish I had a more interesting miss, but my miss is the fact that Martha gets hit by the birdshot and the arm <laughs> from well, so... It's kind of the chest. Yeah, in the chest, from so far away. Mm-hmm. And yet it's like in this one spot, like she got hit by, I don't know, a bullet. Mm-hmm. You, it's, that's not how it works. <laughs> it spreads over, and that's why it's bird shot. Right. Because birds fly all over the place. <laughs> so it, it shoots all over the place. Uh, yeah. So, unless it was the buckshot. But that still spreads, too. still spreads a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she's not, like, getting hit in the face or anything. I'm like, I mean, it's just it's crazy to me. And it didn't even really hurt her. Well, it it really wouldn't. I mean, it would hurt. Mm-hmm. But it's really not going to hurt a, a, a human that bad. I mean, I know it's not going to kill you. It's like tiny little BBs. Like, not like you think of a normal BB. It's, like, super small. Mm-hmm. And, like, hundreds of them going out at once. So it, you know, it'll knock you off your feet probably if you get hit by it. Uh, but it's not something that even gets, I mean, lodged in your skin that bad. Hmm. I don't know. It's, it's just from that distance, especially, it just seemed kind of ridiculous to me. Yes, I understand. So I wish that my miss was also more interesting because I feel like I've pretty much said everything. But there that was, was my problem. Is that, uh, like, I, I couldn't think of anything like else I additional. I feel like we kind of complained a lot about this episode. But nonetheless, I do have one more. And that is, again, when they are pulling Wendell in his makeshift chair. And Morgan's like, oh, look, there's a hospital sign. Like, nobody else saw that hospital <laughs> sign? Let's that, go to the hospital. That's We've a very got good some point. injured people. That's a very good point. And they're all like, oh, good eyes, Morgan. Yeah. On this rural road with no other sign around. (laughs) (laughs) And the other thing that's funny about that is the road ended if they kept going straight. It did? Yes. It was well, it was like it went to dirt road if they kept going straight. They had to turn. Oh. I didn't recognize that. Yeah, so it was like, oh. We don't really have a choice. (laughs) We're not dragging (laughs) Wendell down the dirt road. Mm mm. Mm mm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was very silly to me. Or a gravel road, I should say. That'd be, yeah, that'd be a rougher dragging situation, I think. There were just so many things in this episode that I was like, really, writers? Do you think we're stupid? So it was a little disappointing. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. <laughs> Let's see what our listeners had to say. <laughs> okay. All right. Joe Johnson said... Maybe I missed something, but I thought walkers did not have the mechanics to walk upstairs. Hmm, interesting thought, Joe. So with that said, why not make a dead walker wall in the staircase while holding the high ground, like the Walking Dead Sanctuary episode? Hmm. One more thing. A warning shot to a person that sprayed everybody with three machine guns? Really? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Emmeline Veltkamp said... This episode had the best opener we've seen this half of the season, hands down. I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Just because, yeah, you were talking with Martha. With and Martha the, and yeah. her husband. Yeah. yeah. It felt very much like The Walking Dead, though. Yes. And so that's where I'm still like, do I want to see The Walking Dead 2.0? Or do I want this to be unique and have its own feel to it? So, But then I complained about... 
Fear the Walking Dead before all the before this season before the Walking Dead producers came over and started changing everything. I complained that it wasn't enough like the Walking Dead and was too cheesy and poorly made. So I can't I can't win. So I don't know. We have a hard time with that, just like trying to not compare it to it, but then comparing it to it. Right. And um, yeah, I mean they you know they they uh, it, it's it, there's no way it can't be similar in some way because you're it's the same world. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Mark LaVarnway said, a shotgun with birdshot would have peppered her full body. <laughs> there you go. Buckshot would have pulverized her. Not mm-hmm. a small concentrated shoulder wound. That's all I got. So, Mark reg- agrees with you. Good. David Valentin said, uh, the walker attacks by Martha will go down as the jump the shark moment of this show. Hmm. Also, she gets shot with a shotgun blast and gets to walk away. How do we go from MS to Austin so fast? I only watch because I like to finish what I start. <laughs> and it's time to merge the shows and end it. Wow, jeez, David. I love you, David, but man, that's a little harsh. I think everybody agrees with the whole Martha thing. That's Yeah, hilarious. yeah, no, I, I agree too. Jump but... the shark, really? Because uh, we kind of think they did that before. No. <laughs> Well, now they just need to get uh, John on a motorcycle to jump uh, the alligator. <laughs> oh my God, that could happen. And there you go. You got the Fonz jumping the shark. Yes. Who won an Emmy last night, finally, after 42 years he should. of trying? He should. Yeah, good for him. All right, Angus McRockford said, I'm just catching up on the latest few episodes. Question, was it their intention to make every character on this show, excluding Morgan, so nails on a chalkboard unpleasant and unlikable <laughs> that people would just tune in for the off chance they'd see them die a horrible death? Because dot, dot, dot. <laughs> That's what I'm saying about Charlie. Like, I really? want to see the alligator jump out of the water and snatch her and pull her under. Nah, Charlie's not that bad. Mm. Um, another, uh, Cash Cooper off Twitter said, and our friend, (laughs) as all of you are, another dip in the story of this episode. Nice to learn Martha's story, but yeah, she's got a shotgun wound. (laughs) How did a herd build so quickly when it seemed like there were, they were in the middle of nowhere? It wasn't that big of a herd though. It did build really quickly when they're not seeing any living people at all, at all too. Because they're I mean, all dead. Well, they're all dead, but I mean, I mean, come on. Well, you know, I mean, it's sparsely populated. The only but... people are seeing are the ones on the highway that are helping other people and or stealing from the people that are helping other people. I don't, it's just. I don't know. I mean, I understand it's Texas. It's, this is West Texas, right? It's got to be. Austin. That's like central. Yeah, it's more central. But they even. But they got to Austin, right? Yeah, that was where the hospital was. They weren't at Austin. They got to Austin. They got to Austin. Okay. But. Even when we were in Mexico, we saw a herd, and there was, like, fewer people in Mexico. All right, well, Mark Mark can tell us about where they are a little bit better than we can. So He's in Texas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Eileen McGuire, another person who wrote in about poor Martha getting shot by this bird shot, and she attached a video. We should put this on our Facebook, I mean, not a video, sorry, a picture. We should put this on our Facebook page or something so people can see it. But it's just a, a picture explaining <laughs> the difference in size between birdshot, buckshot, and a slug. Yeah. And birdshot is super tiny compared to buckshot. Yes. So if you're right. So if it was birdshot and she got shot with that, 
it probably wouldn't hurt too bad. Oh, it hurt like hell. But yeah, but like but they're like teeny tiny. Hit by like they you know, like Africanized bees or or something. Yeah, like, like it's not going in your body and exploding everywhere. Yeah, I mean there, there'll be areas where it's concentrated and it would really hurt like shit. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> there's no sin. I'm not telling you it would not hurt. In fact, didn't um, Bush's guy yes. shot his friend with the bird shot in the face. <laughs> Cheney. Cheney. Cheney <laughs> shot his friend in the face, I believe, with birdshot. Mm, that's true. Yeah. I don't think he liked the guy. He lived to tell the tale. Yeah, he, he did not like the guy. He did have to go to the hospital to get all that shit removed, but uh, he was fine. But he never said shit to Cheney again. Well, I would either. <laughs> um, so next week on Fear of the Walking Dead, Season 4, Episode 15, I Lose People. The description says the group's hope falters as they seek a way out. Alicia and Charlie reunite with friends. Well, we all know who the friends are. Mm-hmm. And that's like mm-hmm. a no-brainer. So but they're stuck in the hospital? They're the stuck time? in the hospital. How are we getting out? But, that's boring. But, but boring. editors of the show already showed us for next week's the week yeah, for next week's episode that they come back together at some point and Wendell gets down on the ground and is in a car. Mm, yeah. And everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Fa la la. And Jimbo's making beer. In heaven, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Jimbo's dead. So, if I could just say another miss, I will say that I'm very <laughs> upset with the producers of this show and the editors for allowing spoilers to get into the previews for the next episode. Well, that's one good thing that The Walking Dead always did. They always had, like, a couple lines Not where... anymore. No. They always did. Mm-hmm. Is they always had, like, a couple lines where you're like... Oh, what is that going to be? Like, it was something that, that hooked you even more. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that, like, gave away what was happening. You never give away what's happening. Right. But it was something where the audience felt like they were going to get something more, and yet <laughs> they didn't get shit. They didn't get anything. Exactly. Um, and this one, it's like, they're completely giving away, like, oh, oh, they're fine. We're just going to oh, shoot our wad and show you everything. Yeah, uh, John is... Extremely thirsty and hasn't had water for days. And then, like, they show the upcoming episode, John has like gallons of water. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell? Like, How why did you get you... that? Yeah, like, why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> I have no anticipation for next week at all. So, Polar Bear wanted a beer, and Polar Bear's got a keg in next episode. <laughs> Thank uh, God. Now we don't need to watch. <laughs> uh, we are so bad. Like, we actually <laughs> like this show, but... Oy vey. <laughs> no, I do love the show. I, I really I do. I love it too. I really do. But, um, yeah, they're just, uh, I don't know, questionable decisions, questionable decisions in the second half. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, the Martha character... Um, it was very promising, and and uh, they didn't I, take it where they should have. No, I think um, I think they undercooked <laughs> her yeah. character a little bit before they released it. I think uh, the de- development of her background could have been a little bit better, and the fact that they uh, skipped so much time in her um, mental yeah deterioration. Her, yeah, her, yeah exactly in her mental breakdown. Um, Kind of screwed it up a little bit because yeah. there was. A, I feel like you missed a lot of like yeah. why did she even get to where she is right now? Right. 
um, because it's it's kind of a brutal outlook on the world that she has, like extremely brutal outlook on the world that she has, and uh, so you don't you don't really get a real backstory on what that is. Yeah, and I understand they don't have a lot of time to tell that tale, but I still feel like well, we needed spent, something in the middle. Yeah, they spent like an entire episode with um, John and Strand not doing shit. True. Last one. True. Trying so, to make a boat. Yeah, so I mean, they've got time to do it. Mm-hmm. They're just not using their time wisely. It's just because, like well, they're just, they're segmenting everything. They're segmenting every part of the story, mm-hmm. and they feel like we can't let them in on that until the next episode. Right. So we have to drag this storyline out, like they did with John Strand, when they could have developed some of that other stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. why not? Why does it have to be completely... Here or there, like on all these. I, I, I think that's, I don't think that benefits the storyline at all. I don't either. And I think that's part of why people are so frustrated with this show and with The Walking Dead. Because in a way they're doing it on The Walking Dead as well. They've changed the storyline so much that now it's totally unpredictable. You can't, and and therefore you can't leave out important parts. Well, it it. Definitely does not work as a tease yeah. from one show to the next to mm-hmm. not see anything about what's happening with the other people in the episode or in the in the group. Right. It's uh, you're like, oh, I wonder what happened to them. But if they don't even give you a hint as to what happened to them, if they don't give you any development as to what's happening in these the other parts of the storyline, you kind of don't. Give a crap until you see it the next episode. True. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we have missed Scott tonight and hope that we did okay. (laughs) I'm sure we did not. But um, (laughs) Scott will be back next week for sure. Yes. Yes. So in the meantime, if you would like to write to us, you can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Fear Me Podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Fear Me Podcast. Thanks for listening. Good night.